D&D After Dark is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Previously on Dark Was the Night. The dynamic duo trapped in the Baroness's home made short work of their escape. They returned home, gathered themselves, and made their way to the reading room to rendezvous with Miss Britton for both news of allies and to try to avoid her forecasted murder. A lead on Mickey will soon send them beneath Parliament to learn more from him, but the evening was quickly filled with Father Monaghan and a company under the control of Lodon. They fought well, but not well enough. Tides turned and fates were accepted. That is, until Carl remembered Jules' ring. The ring Miss Britton gave her in their trip to the future, or rather, the present. He reached into the past and pulled himself and Jules out of their vision and into the present. Allies in hand, Lodon was bested, and Miss Britton saved, but at the cost of Carl's sanity. The past versions shrieked that the sky was cracking, and they disappeared. Jules and Carl went home to recover. An elder being who had taken interest in Carl was disappointed that he hadn't taken Britain's life himself. And then he showed her death to him. What awaits our pair of detectives, rocked and confused by elder ones and buried under unattended leads and ignored clients? None can tell, except fate and fortune. Now, sit back and enjoy this episode of Dark Was the Night. October the 3rd, Tuesday. A light drizzle begins to be against the window panes at 17 Shaftesbury Avenue. For those of you who are still listening, it has been quite a journey, and thank you so much for keeping on, much like our dynamic inquirers. Jules, I want you to start this morning by giving me, as you might expect, a constitution saving throw. I can't imagine why. can't imagine why. Nineteen. Oh, beauty! It looks as if that uh, dose that uh, you partook of from the, uh, wasn't grave decoctions, it was the um, good oh, humors, good, good humors, humors. Yeah. Um, the good humors apothecary. Um, oh, they're singing in this music. I gotta... It is a hymn. It is a hymn, mm -hmm. so I'm just gonna turn it down just a skosh more. There we go. Um, it appears to be fighting off whatever rot has been rocking your system. Okay. Um, you do feel a slight <coughs> as you first wake up, but you feel relief, if not a might bit of confusion when uh, there's not a typical of blood and ichor to accompany it. Shadow is still peacefully nestled at your feet, and a very gentle up and down of the midsection does cue you into know that your feline companion is breathing and peacefully asleep. Although it is dreary on this Tuesday morn, if you're going by the peaks of sunlight, going through the clouds, you estimate it's probably before eight, 
Okay. Not too early. As you strain your ears slightly, you do hear two floors below you the light hustle and bustle in the kitchen as uh, Lottie Gallagher is clearly already up and about and probably getting breakfast ready. Okay. Um, okay, wait, so I, I've taken my medicine? Um, I think you took a dose at the Good Humors. Or regardless whether you've taken it or not, you should have one dose left. To my I knowledge. do have one dose. I was yes. just double checking. Okay, yeah, that's no. great. I'm, well, I'm done with that. Were picking up a, another batch that they made? Well, so I'd said that if it was if it was good and worked, then I'd go back and get more, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's yeah. correct. Um, I do see, just really quick, uh, a spooky book with ring symbol, and I'm trying to remember where I got that. I don't um, think I, I wrote that in my notes. Hmm. You might have seen it in a Dama box. Nope, I have one. You have one? I have one. Hmm. I don't quite remember where you procured this. We'll, we'll look it up it later. In the back burner for now. Yep. yep. Um, okay. Um, so I'm Spooky going. Book with rings in yeah, that's what I wrote on it. I was obviously in a hurry when I wrote it down. Um, so I'm gonna go down um, after getting dressed and. Uh, Miss Britton. I don't remember. I'm gonna knock on Pat's door. There's no answer. Pat. All right, I'll go in. Uh, I imagine Pat left it unlocked. Well, yeah. I was the last person to leave, so. That's true. He passed out, uh, nestled into your arm. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, you check out your arm, and rashes are mostly ameliorated. There's the teeny tiniest bit of a faint one, considering okay. how deeply he was snuggled in there. But, yeah. Uh, it's not itching. Okay. So as you uh, go in, um, you see a breathing still form in bed. Uh, give me a perception check. Okie dokie. Well, that's right, I'm more perceptive now. 20. 20? He's breathing. His eyes are open. Come over and sort of wave my hand in front of his eyes. Pat. Lottie! Damn it! What is it, Jules? I I just, um, I don't, something's wrong, and I don't know what it is, and maybe you do. Um, The door opens, and uh, Lottie Gallagher steps over the threshold. Directly behind her, you see Spiker clutching Elizabeth, um, right at her heels, uh, poking her head in as well. Lottie comes over to you. Oh, hey, now, what is with all the wailing and jabbering first thing in the... Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Um, Mr. Patrick? Mr. Patrick? I don't find tea very appetizing. Oh, dear me. All right, um... Should we take him to the hospital, maybe? I, I don't know. I... Certain. Um, do you happen to know any doctors around that um, might be willing to come call on him, perhaps? I did. Don't anymore. Well, that's a wee bit foreboding. Uh, do you make it a habit of just sounding inten- intimidating and sad all the time? Never mind, now's not the time. Uh, is. 
Artie. How do you say that in a Cockney accent? Artie. 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 Is he... A doctor? No. 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 Is he available? Could we perhaps take him? Oh, um... Should we move him? I, I don't know. That's, uh, Smelling salts? Is that a thing? I'm, I'm, I do have some rather rave stuff in the kitchen I could come up and try. Um, why don't you check his pulse for starters? You know, if, if it seems to be going thrum, 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 that seems like it's a good... No, dear, it's either in the neck or on the wrist. Oh, 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 oh. sorry, sorry. And she goes downstairs. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What am so I So go rolling? ahead and give me a medicine check. Oh, shoot. Fifteen? Fifteen. Uh, with a fifteen, you do feel a... Okay. It seems you cautiously put your hand to your own uh, chest region, and it feels pretty darn similar to your own. It doesn't feel fast, it doesn't feel slow, it just feels regular. Um, very faintly, you do hear a, and you hear Lottie downstairs going, Oh, Ganesha, Ganesha, what's going on now? Who on earth is coming at this time? Can I help you? Yes, I was uh, wondering if I, uh, if I might come in. Um, do you have a name, sir, that I can pass along to my masters? It's, a uh, Dr. Jiki, Dr. Mickey Johansson. Dr. Mickey Johansson. Uh, very well. Uh, hold <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here! <laughs> um, Lottie comes to the stairs and goes, uh, Miss Walker? Yeah? There's a Dr. Mickey Johansson here to see you and Mr. Uh, Mr. Patrick. Oh, oh, and I know Shall that. Shall I turn him away? I know that name, right? You do know that. Okay. You just, heard that name mm-hmm. just last night, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't remember Johansson was the last name. Um, uh, oh, no. Um, yeah, uh, invite, invite him in. Wait. Invite him up. Invite. invite well, um, you said doctor, right? He's a doctor. He's not my medical. I maybe yeah, no. Good, good. Um, just send him up. Certainly. Um, please, uh, doctor, just follow me. Oh, yep, Johansson, there it is right there. Um, and you follow this squat, uh, curved, red-haired woman um, in her, probably her late 40s or so. Uh, and as you are stepping into this modest apartment, for lack of better terms, uh, flat, uh, you do immediately see that lurking on the stairwell is a uh, very young girl, probably about six or seven, um, with uh, long dark hair that's done in two braids, and she's clutching the most horrific-looking straw doll <laughs> that you've ever seen. Um, and she's just completely plastic in her, expre- in her expression, but she's just watching you as you come in. As you make the roundabout to go up the stairs, you see in the sitting room a large partitioned curtain that's cutting the room directly in half, and sitting in a armchair in front of the fire that's entirely too large for him, uh, a young man who also has a little bit of red hair peeking out of a newsies cap, but on very brief analysis, this young lad's arms look like they're crafted out of steel. He's small, but he's 
very strong, and he's just eyeing you as well. A lot of morose children in this house, which is a little strange. Two, two morose children. You weren't expecting children. Mrs. Britton didn't say anything about children. Uh, as you start to try to get the stairs, you do see that the little girl is basically blocking the way, and she's just looking at you. I'm sorry, did you say you're a friend, right? I am a friend. She steps aside. And you continue to make your way up. And Jules, as you lean your head out of the bedroom to look down the stairs, Joe, why don't you go ahead and tell them what they see? Um, so they see a uh, tall, uh, thin handsome, uh, I guess, what, 40-something man, um, with black hair, uh, wearing a big, sort of, like, I don't know, like, cloak duster sort of jacket, uh, buttoned down in the front, um, uh, but open, and then a vest and boots, um, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's coming up the stairs, did you just take his mini? No, I thought you just took it off the table. I'm just describing my mini. Yep, exactly. Uh, I, I didn't... Uh, you know what? Why fight? I mean, this mini, this is a handsome guy. It Whoever this guy. mini is... We, he's handsome. handsome. We get it, Joe. I mean, did you see this face? He's, he's naturally beautiful. I mean, not even trying. Um, we'll throw it back to an earlier campaign. Um, okay. Uh, Dr. Johansson? Uh, Miss Walker, Miss Walker, I presume? Yeah, um, it's nice to meet you. Nice uh, to meet you as well. How are you with really weird, you know, just come in. <laughs> Alright. So you follow her into this bedroom, and it's, it, it's as if someone was in the middle of complete organization and then they just kind of stopped halfway. <laughs> um, there's a desk region where half of it, the papers are neatly piled and there's bits of strings binding certain uh, cards and bits of parchment together on this board and then the other half is just still absolute sheaves of pull, uh, pushed over paper. Um, as you're walking past the daybed, you notice that there's a large jagged cut uh, in it, and there's still some of the filling is flowing out a little bit. Uh, the top pane of the window is partially broken, but there's uh, a plaster over it to prevent uh, wind and the elements coming in. So someone's either very meticulous, or a slob, or some sort of multiple personality. And as you <laughs> make your way over to the bed, um, just because it's been a while since we've heard physical descriptions, uh, Soren, why don't you go ahead and uh, describe to our guest what Carl Patrick looks like. All right, so Carl, um, he's um, about 6'2", black hair with some uh, patches of gray, pale skin, uh, the, but what you notice especially are his bright blue 
eyes, these piercing eyes that are just staring at the wall, nothing moving. He's got a, he sports a mustache, well trimmed. Um, he himself, he looks to be in fine physical condition, doesn't seem to be underfed or under exercise. He's no uh, Hercules by any means. He's slim, but uh, you can tell he's able. Um, uh, what's your what's your medicine check on, on this guy? My medicine is uh, seven. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, uh, besides the fact that he's not reacting, uh, that's kind of the vibe you get. You do notice that um, uh, he's a little paler than you would expect. This is a person who stays inside a lot. Mm-hmm. Or only goes out at night. One of those. And now to round off the descriptions, um, Emily, go ahead and give uh, Joe a brief description of Jules Walker. Uh, yeah, so as um, Jules leads you over towards the bed where Patrick is laying, um, you notice uh, the first thing that you noticed as soon as you entered the same room with her um, is that she... Is wearing trousers, okay, instead of a skirt, which is pretty uncommon for the time. Um, mm-hmm. for the time. Um, and she's wearing a, a sort of vest over just a button-up, um, button-up white shirt. Um, she's uh, pretty slight in form. Um, there's some curves there, but she's quite narrow um, and agile. Um, she has dark. And not super dark brown hair, but darker brown hair uh, that she keeps in a long braid down her back. None of the fancy updos that you usually see women um, her age wearing. She's about uh, 25 years old, you would guess. Um, she's pretty small, as in uh, height-wise. She's actually shorter than I am. She's 5'2". Um, and um, as she turns around and, and looks at you, as you are, like, to indicate that she wants you to look at Patrick, you notice that her eyes are purple. Which is mm. pretty unusual. Um, yeah. So, as uh, as Soren had said, you rolled a seven for your medicine check. Um, obviously, your expertise does not lie in the medical field. It's not how you earned your doctorate. Yeah. Um, so, that being said, why don't you go ahead and give me an occult check? Mm. Now, occult, as we do it at this table, is based on your arcana religion, guys. It's religion. Okay. So it's going to be your religion plus a factor for sanity. To Not to give away the goose here. Uh, roll religion plus five. Dang, son. That goose is so been given. Not 19. 19? Okay. So as you are taking into account his pale skin, the catatonic expression, the lack of any kind of reaction to visual stimuli, but a healthy pulse. This is a man who has come as close to snapping as is humanly possible for the mind to recover from. He is not, you've seen what happened to individuals who went too far, and you've seen what happened to individuals who've knocked on the door. Carl Patrick has knocked on the door, and he needs special. You do have a couple different contacts. 
he looks like he's been in the wars. Well, yeah, you could say that. Uh, that last night was um, particularly rough. Don't know if you've talked to Miss Britton about it yet. Well, perhaps, uh, perhaps you and I should uh, go in the other room and let Mr. Patrick uh, rest. All right. Lottie sticks her head in. Uh, so, uh, Dr. G- uh, Gallagher, that's my name. Uh, yeah. Dr. Johansson, uh, do you take coffee or tea, sir? Uh, well, coffee. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going to say, oh, Lottie, one sec. I'm going to go get my special beans. Gotcha, from Jimmy? Yeah, gotcha. um, I'm going to say, I've been saving these, and I think I want them this morning. Very well. Uh, were there any suspicions? Uh, never mind, I'll just figure it out myself. And, sorry, oh, what's, what's her name? Lottie. Uh, Lottie Gallagher. And excuse me, Miss Gallagher. Mrs. Miss? Oh, just Miss, sir. Miss Gallagher. Um, I've got, um, I'm going to write down some names of some people, and if you might be able to uh, call them by to take a look. Oh. Mr. Walker. Oh, certainly. Um, for uh, Mr. Patrick. Yes, Mr. Patrick. Yes, of course. No, no, no. It's it's quite all right. Trust me, the way that they throw their names around, they have five different variations. I get confused all the time. Um, Right. uh, So I'll send a word. Um, Miss Walker or or Dr. Uh, Do you happen to have a a couple of pence that I might be able to give to uh, Butterfingers? Of course. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh. Perfect. Uh, Before before (laughs) you can even reach into your purse, uh, the good doctor... Oh. Throws a few coins into her hands. Oh, thank you. Ah, much obliged. All right, Butterfingers. And um, she guides him to the front. Um, and you are both now in the, se- in the sitting room. Miss Walker, I didn't want to say this in front of Mr. Patrick. I don't know how much he is taking in at the moment. Uh, although I have uh, seen men that seem to be the same way that he is at the moment. Uh, oh. Seems like he's probably in some form of a shock or uh, something similar, and uh, I'm not sure if it's something that will just take time. Or, uh, but uh, the gentleman, one of the gentlemen I've sent for, will likely be able to shed more light on that. The reason that I came here uh, was. To tell you some sorrowful news. What? Uh, well, you spoke of Mrs. Britton. Yeah. Um, was this last night? Yeah. Uh, I have to be the bearer of bad news that uh, Mrs. Britton uh, was found dead last night. No, because, no, you see, we, last night, Pat and I, at the, at the reading room, we, we saved her, that's what. Yes. So, you, is this a joke, is this like a I would not joke about such things. Well, you have to be, because you see, what we went through last night to save her. Miss Walker, I would not lie to you about this. I'm not some jokester that comes about and makes up silly tales. Mrs. Walker, after 
you rescued her, unfortunately was killed in her own home. Uh, Jules will get up and uh, walk over to the window um, and kind of massage her temples. I don't know all the details at this point. Uh, she was a close friend and so uh, I was told uh, very quickly in the morning by the police what had happened. Uh, they're still trying to figure out what's going on. So, Damn. I understand your anger, Miss Walker. I, uh... It's not fair to her, really. She deserved better. Yeah. And what we went through with Pat. What happened? Well, I don't know exactly how much I can explain to you. And not sound like a lunatic. I am not unexperienced in the realm of lunacy. Well, Miss Britton, as you, I think you know, came to us wanting to, us to solve her murder. Yes, she has uh, filled me in on that. And we saw a glimpse into the future, and we saw last night. And when we got to last night, in the actual present, we were met with a very dangerous foe uh, that we knew was coming, but there was a little bit more, things were different. Things changed from what we'd seen before, and Pat pulled in past versions of ourselves. I'm not really sure how he did it. It was very strange. Mr. Patrick. Yeah. And we killed them. We defeated them and saved Mrs. Britton. And then our past selves vanished and we went home and she went home. And Pat was not well. He was not well. He was on the verge of, I don't know, something. He's not himself. He hadn't been himself all day. And uh, so I helped him fall asleep last night. And now he's like this. But so we've gone through all that and... Mrs. Britton just died anyway, and oh, so that means we haven't solved her matter, does it? Because we solved who was supposed to kill her, but now someone else has. What a mess. Think I'm crazy yet? No, I wouldn't say that at all. And, uh, well, as it is, I don't understand even a small portion of what's going on in the world and the universe. Uh, it's uh, boundless and uh, to disbelieve something you are saying because I do not understand it would be irresponsible as a scientist. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a, a bit of a cough right now. <laughs> that was Lottie. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, you turn around and you see that Lottie Gallagher has actually just been lurking. No, no, she wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was definitely Spiker. Yeah, <laughs> well. uh, um, oh, actually, that being said, why don't you both give me a perception, a perception check? Set piece. Set piece. 
Twenty. Wait, what is nineteen mm. plus six? Wow. <laughs> Twenty-five. 25. <laughs> yeah, that's only a fourteen for me. Uh, well, even that, Jules, you would still pick up on her, but uh, <laughs> Doctor Johansson basically like heard the creak of the second step uh, and the slight muffle of feet on carpets and the slow, shallow breathing of uh, Spiker <laughs> lurking in the entranceway. Um, whereas you heard a little gasp, um, and you both kind of like turn and just see, uh, Spiker standing awkwardly, trying to be in the shadow of the foyer and failing horribly. Um, All right. <laughs> that's a weird story. Is that like the one you and Anne were talking about the other day? Yeah, I don't remember what that one is. <laughs> that was a long time ago, Robo. <laughs> That's what, so you, when you and Anne had been arguing, and she came out and you said, we're just telling a story. Oh, you mean, oh, yeah, oh, that conversation. Yeah. Um, there seem to be a lot of weird stories going on right now, Spiker. Um, do I know that Pat had promised... About going after the string king. You were not there. I wasn't there, but did you tell me? You guys had a long carriage ride. So I don't think I did. I was pretty like I think I told you. Well, so. Okay, well it, I'm sure Butterfingers um, will be audible about it when he gets back. Um, listen, Spica, um Mr. Patrick is not feeling very well today. So maybe give his room a wide berth, alright? He needs a dress. What could lead in the story? Well, I could tell him the story. Right now, he just needs to rest, but I'll let you know if that's something that he would like, okay? Right. She's going to sneak away into the kitchen. Uh, you hear the front door close, uh, and Lottie comes back in and she goes, Honey, uh, so, Butterfingers, um, the little lad, he's gone ahead and he's sent out a few different telegrams to those uh, requested uh, parties. Um, I'll go ahead and get started on that coffee. Um, in the meantime, uh, Brace of eggs, some sausage maybe. Well, I, I've already eaten, but um, but I appreciate the offer. Of course. Just the coffee and maybe like a biscuit or something, Lottie. Oh, not a biscuit, they're serving certainly. Oh. We could use a little bit of protein. Is all I'm saying. Okay, fine, an egg. But I realised that we probably should send for Scotland Yard because if Pat is unwell, then that means I'm technically not being watched. So you hear that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Excuse me, but who is watching you? Uh, um, Mrs. Walker, are you I'm in danger? I'm having a really bad right morning. Um, uh, so Lottie's going to go. Now I'm trying to decide whether to be truthful or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're truthful with him, I'll give you plenty of uh, time to fill while uh, the cog turns, as it were. Well, so we could, what I'm saying is that we could segue into, and then I turn 10, or... Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to go into that much detail. Mr. Patrick is... Oh, forget it. Um, I am on parole, Dr. Johansson, and Mr. Patrick is my parole officer. And my hearing is on Thursday, 
and so I really don't want to get nipped for being without someone to watch me this close to the hearing. Oh, I see. So you need to call Scotland Yard to get somebody <laughs> else to watch you so that you don't get in trouble. Yeah. There's no shame in it. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of shame in it. No, there's no shame in it. My, uh, my brother did some time. Uh, the, these things happen. It's a rough world out there, and sometimes you just have to do what you have to do to make it by. Okay. I'm going to ask you to decipher what that look was. Emily, what a guy. Was great what expression. a guy. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was... I don't think like I communicated begrudging through the, through the acceptance mic. or like uh, what 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 was that? What 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 was in Jules's mind in response <laughs> to that? Um, my facial expression. So Jules, um, was uh very confused at this reaction. She just doesn't usually get this reaction from people. A because most people are really wary of anyone who's been in any kind of situation with the law and B because she's a woman so usually she definitely doesn't get that kind of a response um, she's garnered some respect in you know her darker circles and in, obviously in the law because of the work that she's done but so it was a kind of a I think I will like this guy kind of look but mixed with confusion because that was just like a so out of pocket of a reaction yeah like oh okay alright well sweet this wasn't awkward at all. I love it. I'm glad I chose to tell the truth. Did did he see? Did did you? Did she actually make that face? Oh, for sure she did. Okay, he's <laughs> gonna say, I uh, assume that you generally have a little bit of trouble with people when you say this. Uh, you I, know, Doctor Hansen, I just generally have a little bit of trouble with people. I just want you to know that uh, Mrs. Emma spoke very highly of you both and uh well even if she had not i probably wouldn't have thought too much about it but uh i held her opinion in very high esteem uh, she was a professor of mine in university uh 20 some odd years ago now but um but uh, she meant a lot to me and um Hard to believe that she's just gone like that. Coffee is delivered. And um, do you send out word to Scotland Yard? Yeah, I'll send out word to Scotland Yard. Just so they know, like, so, hey, Pat is... So, Butterfingers, exactly. Butterfingers <laughs> gets back. That's why I was like, oh, shoot, I should have had him go to Scotland Poor Yard. Kid. Yeah, Butterfingers yeah. gets back. Um, Hamlet comes back. <laughs> Hamlet comes back. Oh, Hamlet comes back. Um, Butterfingers runs in. Uh, he starts to go to sit down. And, <laughs> and before he could say, well, he goes, you need to go and fetch someone from Scotland Yard. Just absolute. I, I've written up a note. Excellent. With, obviously, I'm not getting too specific on the details. Right, but of course. Um, just, as he... I'm kind of hoping that Robinson will just be like, it's fine, but I know he won't. <laughs> Um, as uh, Butterfinger is, is being handed the note, um, he's looking at the fact that Dr. Johansson is still here and the fact that Patrick is not down yet. And he goes, 
it's only it's already halfway through the moon and it's um is Mr. Patrick coming down? He's uh, resting. I'm gonna give him my eggs and say just go send word to Scotland Yard and then come back and we can talk about whatever you need. I'm not hungry. Thank you though. And that should send off alarm bells in your brain. Uh, You've uh, never seen Butterfingers turn yeah. into food. So, I'm going to watch him walk out, and then I'm going to follow him out onto the stoop. Okay. Say, what? What, what? Butterfingers, I've seen you eat stuff off the street. Look, just because it's got a little brown on it doesn't mean it's not good for you. And that's something in there. Mr. Patrick made me a promise of between men yesterday, and... Well, great. What was the promise? We were going to go after the man who done in Lucy. Oh, I see. But clearly, a little shot eye is more important. Uh, he needs his beauty rest. Actually, his eyes are very much open. Mr. Patrick is very unwell. But okay. I'm just gonna call it persuasion. Obviously it's not persuasion, but it's it's a charisma check, so you can use your persuasion. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen? Sweet. Um okay. Uh, he you see here's what you see play across his expression, because he's a twelve year old boy. He's not good at hiding his emotions. You see Concern, shame, guilt, and then anger all play across his face in about a 10 second period. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of rolls his shoulders back a little bit. He says, look, I'm, I'm going to deliver the letter and then I'll be back. And then Mr. Patrick can either join me or not. Oh, I'm going to go grab his arm. Oh, okay. Um, give me a grab. It's not like a, a super abrasive. It's like a, I'm oh. getting his attention. Okay, sorry. So it's like, he need to join me or not, and he goes to turn, I'm going to be like, hey. Okay. Right? Um, not a restraint, just... No, no, no. It's yeah. just like a stop. Look, I don't know how long Mr. Patrick's going to be like this. But the reason I'm sending you to Scotland Yard is because I need someone to be my officer, right? Right. So look, when they come back, we'll see about going after him, all right? Well, you think I don't want the son of a bitch too? Right. Right. Um. Sorry, Jules. Thank you. I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah. It takes off running. Um, yeah. Uh, more time goes by. Scotland Yard is a fair bit further away than the telegram office. And it is about an hour later. And it's fallen into either comfortable silence or awkward silence, depending on <laughs> the, the two of you interacting with each other. Um... When, uh... 
I mean, honestly, I'll probably just want to ask him questions about, like, his college and stuff, because that stuff oh, is... Well, I mean, in that case... Uh, fascinating. If, we don't need to role-play any of it, but yeah. that's probably how we well, pass in, the time. Yeah. I mean, just so... Well, I want to let Soren get in on this game. Don't worry about me. I'm still a little. I got my stuffs. So why don't you go ahead and pick three questions that you think you'd want the answer to, and we can consider this over the course of the period of time. So you said Mrs. Britton taught you at university. Yes, well... She was uh, just one of my teachers. Um, uh, More of a yes lecturer. She, she took you aside. Yes, she she uh, came uh, to my to my school uh, for a, a series of lectures, and um, well, she noticed that I had some uh, potential in the sort of field that she was. Uh, interested in. What was that? Well, um, just a small amount of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I should say this, Miss Walker, uh, part of the reason that I was not uh, astounded by the things that you were telling me is that, uh, well, Miss Emma, she, uh, taught me how to open my mind to some extent. Um, sort of like uh, how to become connected with um, another world that sort of exists under our own or within our own uh, a spiritual realm, if you, if you understand what I'm saying. You know, two weeks ago I would have said, no, and you're crazy, but now I think I very much do. Yeah. So, what exactly did you did you study at school? Well, I was. Uh, yeah, I would have been top of my class in astronomy. Of course, I was a bit eccentric and sort of uh, would study what I wanted to. Um, so, space. Uh, as I said before, I know nothing, uh, and as it seems, um, the universe becomes uh, vaster and vaster with every passing second, I know less and less of nothing. But I do know one thing. Those eggs right there on the plate. Do you know that the moon is not actually round? It is actually egg-shaped. And what cool. we are seeing of the moon is actually just a small section of the moon that we see as the sun is reflecting on it. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I need you to walk me through that again. The moon and that is, is what you guys spend the next hour. <laughs> complete with diagrams and a holding up the egg and like going over to the lamp at certain points to see how the shadows on the egg. He's poked a hole in a piece of paper and he's like... Um, so what you pick up on uh, over the course of that time about Jules is that she's... Um, she never ever got any kind of formal education. She did obviously learn how to read and she learned how to write. 
and she mentions a couple things that she's learned from Pat over the years, but she never had any kind of formal education ever. Okay. Which is very quick study. Yeah. And although there are massive gaps in her learning and it takes her a while to start to grasp some things, she really does pick up on stuff pretty quick. And she really likes learning. She's clever. Yeah, she's very clever. Um, it is clever. Bad. Yeah. Okay. It is but I'm not a velociraptor. No. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, <laughs> next time on Dark as a I mean, I have been a porcelain doll, so... It's true. Um, about an hour into this lovely digression of education, you hear an almost earth-shattering... <laughs> beautifully timed story. I love how we did that in unison. Uh, the whole bottom floor seems to shake almost a little bit from that. Uh, and Lottie just sticks her head out of the kitchen and is looking... Is it afternoon? Uh, at this point in time, it's closer to noon itself. Yep. And Lottie's just looking at the front door with a bit of trepidation. And she leans back into the sitting room and she goes, I know it's my job and all, but um, I don't suppose anyone wants to give me any kind of heads up as to what might have made that. Have I ever encountered this guy that's about to you come in? You have not. Is this okay. one of the people I saw? <clears throat> yeah. okay. Oh, this is one of your people. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay. You, you, you would know. Uh, yes, I, uh, I will attend to the door. Uh, although I don't know that it's still connected to the hinges. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, so I'll go over yeah. and open the door. And now, Sword, go oh, ahead and no! explain your next character to us. You see uh, a uniformed uh, man wearing government-issued uh, uh, colors. He's very tall. <laughs> He's six foot eleven. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> Mostly all you see, yeah, anybody who's looking at the door, you mostly just see, um, and as the door opens, he sort of stoops down to reveal a shockingly bald, shiny head, and a curled blonde mustache, Um, and he is holding his his hat in his hands, and he uh, says, I believe this is the... Residence of Carl Patrick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and you recognize the man who's on uh, the door. Uh, Doctor Johnson. I received Mr. Your, Armstrong. Thank you for coming. Uh, when I received your request, I, I came short notice. Wait, he's in a police uniform? Not a police, Not police uniform. But oh, okay. It is. It is. It is uh, <clears throat> minor uh, government apparel. Um, it's just, it seems that it's been tailor-made. Okay. Um, it's supposed to look almost military-esque. Okay. But uh, not quite a, not like how uh, Lord Ashley Cooper wears a military uniform. Like this, his does not have uh, fancy shoulder Okay, gotcha, control. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, but it, uh, it is uh, of similar similar make. Okay. And he is easily the biggest man but that you have ever seen. Uh, super tall. Um, and, uh, says, um, so you, you open the door? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, may I come in? 
Come in, Alex. And he's going to sort of squeeze his way <laughs> in. Broad shoulders. You notice that... Watch the chandelier. Oh, thank you. Uh, you notice that tailored, leaving some room for, for him, but not much. As he's holding his hat, the, the biceps are pressing against that the, the, the fabric so strongly that you're scared for it. Um, as scared for the fabric. And, and uh, the ground, uh, the, the floorboards creak as he, as he comes in. He says, uh, shall I see to him which, uh, which uh, room is Mr. Is Patrick in? Oh. Yes. Well, oh. yes. Um, uh, Alex here is to come to uh, attend to Mr. Patrick. He has some expertise in this area, I oh, think. Um, Forgive me, I've been dispatched by Lord Smith to take Mr. Patrick into protective custody in light of the death of Miss Britton and the recommendation of the good doctor here. Oh, oh. oh all right. Um... Of course, you'll be wanting to see my credentials. He pulls out a, a whole bunch of things. Here, that is a recommendation from Lord Smith. Here's my transcript from college. Here, as you can see, are some of my uh, achievements in athletics. And this. There's a black and white photo of this man who is putting Arnold Schwarzenegger to shame in like a little tiny Speedo swimsuit doing a huge flex. Oh, don't know how that Don't Jules pretty much likes hate men, like pretty much hates men right now. But uh, the, these the, the muscles in that picture do make her mouth go a little bit dry, <laughs> just a little bit. It's just quite uh, quite the spectacle. She's like, ah, uh, um. Oh, I right. uh, can assure you. No, no, that... no. I just oh, what, what, what's your name? Armstrong, Mr. Armstrong, Mr. Alex Lewis Armstrong. At your service. And do not worry, they are real. <laughs> I was not, I was not worried. Um. You, uh, turn the, uh, <laughs> he's standing in the, in the doorway of the kitchen, uh, now completely, uh, bereft of the tea tray that she had been holding. Lottie's standing there, jaw fully agape, as her eyes are as big as watermelons, what? just taking you in. What's the little girl's name? Spiker. Is she in there? Uh, Spiker is currently just kind of hiding behind Lottie, but... Can she, can she run run by and push Mrs. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> the jaw the the just kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> Do you see, Dr. Johansson, what can be done when one applies the proper... Focus. Yes, yes, body. I do, but who has that much time? I don't understand. Well, all right, um, so I'm Miss Walker. Four in the morning, you could come run with me. I will Mr. not Armstrong. be coming. I can't even get Here up after... Here are all your papers back. Oh, He's you. upstairs. Yes. I shall attend to the patient. Watch the other chandeliers. Jules is just going to, like... <laughs> Jules is going to go with, um, and she's going to, like, look back at, at Lottie and be like... I don't know, like, <laughs> big shrug, like, holy crud, there's a giant in the house. Um, well, I used to be thinking, where do they even make them that big? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Ireland, that's for sure. I'm going to go into the room, and seeing uh, Mr. Patrick, uh, I'm going to say, Mr. Patrick, I was dispatched by Lord... Smith, Secretary of War, whom you are acquainted with, to bring you into protective custody. In light of Miss Britton's recent demise, 
and also by the recommendation of the good doctor. Pat, um, uh, at the mention of Britain, tiny touch. In Pat, what sucks is that it was real this time. Mm -hmm. The freaking jerk who's like, look at this, look at this, show me fake stuff earlier, and now show me real stuff now. I'm like, yeah, so I'm not happy with that. Yeah. This also, you cannot imagine a worse to be trapped in your own body. <laughs> but that is a hell you're going to have to suffer through at a different time. <laughs> Back to Armstrong. <laughs> you literally sit up straighter. I assure you, I am quite gentle. And he's going to lift him in his arms like a small child and bear him out of the room. I assure you, Miss Walker, he is as gentle as a baby lamb. Even gentler. All right. Um, you <laughs> fish out a little tiny piece of paper. Um, literally holding Patrick with- gentle as a lamb. Gentler than a lamb. <laughs> no. than a lamb. Holding, yeah. holding him in one arm, football style. <laughs> I know. Not okay. that small. Um, you, uh, it's a little tiny address. Um, and it says, um, uh, Weston Manor, 216 Primrose Hill. 216? Yep. Weston Manor. Yep. W-E-S-T-I-N Manor. Oh, Weston Manor. Yep. 216 Primrose Hill. This is the address of the location I will be bringing him to. I... Suggest you do not make this publicly known as his safety is of the highest import. Right. Well, I, w I would come, but I kind of have to wait. Uh, what are you waiting for? Um, Scotland Yard to send someone to be my escort places. You whip out yet uh, another credential. <laughs> uh, yes, I received this from Scotland Yard as well. What does it say? Uh, basically, what it does is that it's a, a mark of uh, badge that's authorizing him with all the police powers of a member of Scotland Yard. Oh. The Secretary of War has many connections. Um, right, so... Does I am to act as your chaperone. Does Inspector Robinson know? Uh, the, all arrangements have been made. Well, great. I'm going to come with you then. Uh, Naughty? Yes? Will you tell Butterfingers when he comes back, that I will be back with my new chaperone. Certainly. Um, and what time should I be telling him to expect you? I, I don't know. When, when can we get back here? As swiftly as the fastest horses in London. Like two hours? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Gallagher, also, if the lad's giving you any trouble, you should explain to him that there are some stars that we will never be able to see because at the beginning of time, stars started moving away from us at such a speed that the light will never make it back to us. 
Are you one of them atheists then? Is that supposed to stun him or? I don't know. I think it should him. probably just confuse Vlad and make him stop being a pain in the ass. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that will work then. Arse. I'm not. Not Scottish. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I, I do find that quite inspiring. There are still things beyond our sight. Yes. <laughs> it cripples my mind. Taking a little jotting down notes of the supposed star facts, which uh, you 100% just have on your phone, locked and loaded, go to. Right? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I love that. You came prepared. Yeah, yeah. you got material. Right? Um, okay. Uh, outside, um, you see uh, a beautiful uh, two-horse two uh, drawn carriage. Um, it is uh, much bigger than a handsome cat. This is a full-on uh, gentleman's uh, carriage. Uh, and you can see bits of it that it's clearly been customized in part because the uh, front spokes where the uh, where the cabbie would sit has mm-hmm. been thoroughly reinforced with some of the thicker pieces of wood and steel. Uh, and you wonder why on earth is such, uh, such uh, heavy-duty uh, pieces required for the front of the carriage until you see... Uh, uh, what's your, what would your rank be? Well, Major. Major, there mm-hmm. we go. <clears throat> so we should be calling uh, you Major, not Mister. It's alright, I'm not currently on duty in the military, but if you wish, you can call me Mr. Armstrong, or you may call me Major. Up to, entirely up to you. I feel like Major's more fitting. Very well. Um, major muscles. <laughs> um, you see him uh, gently... She's excited. <laughs> <laughs> not... not... No. Because <laughs> major muscles. She's a, she's it's a it's more of a like, she's seen a lot of men, and she's never seen men with muscles like that. It's quite the thing. Um, <laughs> Almost like a morbid fascination, like, how are they so big? Yeah. Uh, so Carl is loaded in and secured with uh, blankets and straps. Um... And the two of you are able to fit into the carriage comfortably enough on the other on the other bench. And Armstrong takes his position and We shall away to Primrose Hill as swiftly as possible. How, how, <laughs> how do you how do you know him? <laughs> oh uh well uh, yeah. it's a long story, but uh let's just uh say that uh well I've helped him out with a lot of things and He's helped me out a lot. So that was actually a pretty short story. Well, that was just me summing up part of our relationship. But if I told you everything about like where we met and everything, and then all the things that happened since we have known, then there'd be other, nothing be... for us to speak of <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> um, the journey to Primrose by this carriage uh, is not too long. It is uh, about half hour uh, northeast from Soho. Uh, it's past the Regent's Park. You see, actually, with, uh, with a uh, minor apprehension, the paths that he's taking is fairly well known to you. Oh, shoot. Because in sight of the Regent's Park in Camden Town is where another townhouse is that you are aware of. But this is... I don't like it. This is but not that townhouse town. is not uh, occupied right now. Currently. But as you move past Camden Town, further north, uh, heading past the Regent's Park, you get to this uh, sprawling uh, grasslands that uh, take up 
It's a, it's, it's a miniature park sitting in the hustle and bustle of the various boroughs of London. And you do see states that uh, overlook uh, the, the Parliament Hills far in the distance. Uh, and one man in particular has a painted white cast iron fence with spikes protruding along the top. Very gothic in appearance. And as you uh, approach this cast iron gate... Um, so why was it quite gothic in appearance? It's like I'm there. Um, you see two no uniforms, but once again, not in military, not official military, and not in uh, police uniforms, but rather just uniform in appearance, kind of dark bluish hues, tight-fitting in the chest, um, and uh, odd little sentry caps with the black band, each holding um, rifle at the ready. And upon seeing the major approach, they do the little uh, British salute. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, four fingers on the forehead, coming down. Um, at ease. <laughs> oh, great, it's the doctor. Oh, I love the doctor. The gate opens up. Um, Pull the horses. You will not speak ill of the good doctor, especially in my presence. No, no of course, Major. We, we were just we were positivity just... is the most important thing. <laughs> when one isn't positive, it affects the digestion. <laughs> Give me an intimidation check. It's not very good. <laughs> it's only a seven. So they were terrified of you, right? Uh -huh. Until you went, it affects the digestion, and then you just kind of see a little twitch, 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 twitch. <laughs> Remaining regular is part of the important guard duties job. It's true, actually. They say that the uh, the microflora and the biome of your stomach is uh, one of the most important things, and uh, if you don't deal with that, you may end up going a little crazy over time. So, uh, eat your vegetables, boys. Plenty of fiber, plenty of positive thinking. Jules, you have stumbled into this absurd little pocket of reality. And I'm just like perfectly in Armstrong's shadow so that the guards can't even see me. She's not trying to hide, he's just so massive. Um, <laughs> so, so it isn't until like they move in through the gates that the guards like even notice there's another person there. He's like... Wow, my digestive job, what, who doesn't, I don't know. Uh, the gate is not lead directly to the entrance of the manor. It's still, in fact, another uh, 20 yards or so uh, on this beautifully manicured path with sprawling gardens. You seem to see the beginnings of a smaller hedge maze. It takes a while for her to notice because she's still mulling over the digestive conversation. Honestly, you've been had so many facts just thrown at you. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a rough, it's been a weird day. Uh, you, get, Jules, you give me a perception check here. Okay. You guys are fairly familiar with this place. Uh, 11? 11, that's not. Um, about 20 feet in front of the manor itself, which is a kind of a darkish charcoal gray um, with uh, almost rusted orange uh, uh, metallic frames around the windows, a couple of different uh, gargoyles positioned, uh, not large ones like you would find in Notre Dame, but instead uh, probably no more than this balloon, uh, like the small size of a cherub, a small child, uh, two of them looking over the uh, archway of the main door. But 20 feet in front of that, even, is this 
large fountain that is bone dry. It is not spitting out any water features. Uh, the, Excuse me. the layers itself on the very bottom of it, you see a couple of shillings and a couple of pence that have been clearly thrown in at one point. Haven't been bothered to be picked out. Bone dry uh, well. And you said pence was in there? Yes, there were some pence. Bone dry pence. <sighs> you, you proud of yourself for that one? No, not really. Good, good. No. Um, Nothing good. Inside uh, this townhouse, uh, there are three stories plus an attic. Um, probably no more than no less than twenty rooms are in this. It's a it is a staffing of at least twelve individuals, a couple of cooks, uh, collection of butlers and maids, and uh, we will go over the floor plan when it becomes pertinent. Uh, but for the time being, um, uh, Alex takes. Patrick up to the second floor uh, and takes him into the east wing and uh, far down near the end of it um, he places him in, in, in a uh, very very clean bedroom of uh, white painted walls and a uh, four poster bed that is larger than anything you all own by far um, and he's just kind of gently placed in it uh, you do know that there will be some positions by under the Lord's employ to check in on him. I'm going to fill him in on all of that and say, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Patrick will be well looked after here. I know the physicians personally, and they will see to your any and every need. Put on the ring! No, sorry. <laughs> um, Jules, is there anything you want to try and clock on your way in? Whether it be the appearance of the staff, whether it be for potential exit routes, whether it be for... Is there anything specifically that you want to try and absorb? I mean, I don't know anything about this lord, so I just want to do... I mean, I'm trusting this guy because of Mrs. Britton, and I'm trusting this guy because of this guy. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to do like an overall insight check on stuff as I'm going Go in to like get a feel for... Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be safe here? Is that fountain going to start spurting green juice? Like I don't know if he notices this from the outside, but because the roof is black and it comes down over the side of the building, and because the building is actually built partway <laughs> into the ground, you'll notice that uh, when you come in, you realize that it, it seems bigger on the inside than the outside. Oh. What'd you get on the inside? Is that true? Do I notice it seems bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? What'd you get on the inside? 19. 19? Okay. Um, The staff all seem uh, impeccably placid in their appearance. Uh, They are the very picture of professionality, professionalism. Uh, (laughs) Getting water in the basin. Um, <laughs> Basin, by the way. Thank you all so much for correcting me, even I, though I, I thought you were posted. I, thought you were just, you know, I was just going with it. Mm. I, I, I care about Charcuterie on the wall. Uh, <laughs> How did you never hear the word Basin? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing that kind of, with a 19, the one thing that really clicks for you at one point is as you look closely at 
uh, some of these staff members, the men in particular, you see that their cravats, 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 cravats uh, where there's, uh, you know, where there would often be like, like a, like a little pearl-like button or like some sort of badge, you see faintly a little tiny emblem that you recognize, you recognize it recently, it was on the tissue of Calhoun, Robert Calhoun, Mr. C, who had first invited you and Patrick to the headquarters of the Hermaphrodite of the Golden Dawn. The Hermaphrodite Order. The Hermaphrodite Order of the Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Dawn. No, the Hermatic Order of the Golden Dawn. This never gets old. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So, that, whether okay. that puts you at ease or not is entirely up to you, but... I mean, I still don't know about this group, but... I can't leave Patrick at home, so mm -hmm. I feel like my hands are kind of tied, figuratively. <gasps> oh, excuse me. Wow. I know, right? Sorry, it's the cherry soda. Um, oh, tastes bad, too. Ooh-ha, cherry soda! Um, okay, so um, I'm going to listen to Armstrong go through all the things um, that he gives to Pat. And uh, probably Dr. Johansson over there spat off a few more scientific facts, um, which Jules, surprisingly enough, is not tiring of. Um, she's never been around people who just spout facts. She's been around Pat, who's a grumble bum, um, <laughs> in the best way. I don't just spout facts. No, I mean, no, you don't spout his, facts, his but you spout observations. Not You're very ob ob observing. You observe things. Anyway, um, and then and then when it's time, like, he's all set and everything, then she'll be like, okay, I guess we go now. <laughs> like, I believe it's best to allow the patient plenty of rest. You are, of course, welcome to visit at any time. All right. Do you think he'll be better by Thursday? I mean, it's not that it's a big deal for him to be at my, my hearing, but it's kind of a really big deal for him to be at my hearing. One can only hope. What lies in the future is unknown. Mickey, give me a cult check again. For uh, a cult or history, what? your choice. And a cult was religion, right? Religion plus Religion plus Okay, so... Uh, 25. No, 24. 24? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> gosh, that DC was 25. No, I'm joking. Um, that's my charger. Don't worry. I thought that was the microphone for a second. Um, it's a very long shot that he will be out of this by Thursday. Um... Can whether, I, whether or not you choose to share that information. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look. Uh, okay, so um, just background question: Do I know anyone that might be able to pull him out? Help. Uh, you you know that in the realm of medicine itself, of earthly medicine, um, nothing's going to jog it out quickly. He just needs literal rest and recuperation and intense care to allow his body to basically focus on the mind. Um, that does not mean that there could not be an answer elsewhere. You would have to go back to your personal study and do some research. Okay. Um, or, or the catacombs in the, uh, in the headquarters might also have some texts. 
Okay. Um, oh, I remember. Yeah, you're a member. You're less of an involved member and more of a uh, a muscle, muscle for the for the current head of the order. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean that you're not privy to the goings on. You know who the members are. You know how to traverse the ways. But you yourself. Oh, um, that's an excellent question. Let me take a quick peek. I'm gonna hit pause real quick while I look over something. She thick. And with that, we're back. Um, she. <laughs> you, you okay there, Joe? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> who, who was Italian? Doctor Jig gave me the Okay. <laughs> we're getting silly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so before uh, y'all pile back in the carriage, uh, Mickey, was there something you wanted to do? Uh, yes, um, Mickey, uh, is going to, uh, are they still in the room? Um, I... I don't think so, because I said that we should give them some space. What's, where, what? So, so they, how, they were in the hallway, I guess, yep, like, you, the three of you so are in the hallway. So I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna just tell them, um, I need a moment, uh, to be in the room with, uh... Patrick? Mr. Patrick, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to try to communicate with him, uh, without speaking, if you know what I mean. Um, so, well, I've already filled her in a little bit while you guys were out of the room, so, and then I assume he knows, because we're... He, he knows that you belong to the Order. He, I don't know like your much. employer, like the head of the Order, are not... They don't really know the full scope of what you can do. Really, Emma was the only one. Okay, then... And I'm not going to say that. Okay. I'm just going to say, if you'll give me a few minutes with him, I just want to uh, look around. and uh, I want to look and, and see if I can... Uh, uh, Figure out something. I can vouch for the security what? of the room. It's Why quite can't safe. I be in there? Hmm? Why can't I be in there? Well, you can be in there, but I'm just going to be sitting next to him and looking at him. Right, yeah, I'd like to be in. Alright, come on in. I shall ensure that the two, well, three of you, are undisturbed. Yes, please, Alex, if you don't mind guarding the door and making sure that nobody comes in. And I will literally just sit there and do nothing. I just care a great deal about Patrick, so. Of course. Mm. Um, so, uh, Mickey's gonna, uh, sit down next to the bed. Mm-hmm. And, um... And now, here's something that you and I haven't talked about. Regarding your more, uh, eldritch capabilities, um... With Carl, they have manifested as a kind of a, a manipulation of energies that he can only see uh, through his Eldritch Eye, which becomes a wash with a green energy. Uh, Jules, at this point in time, any um, arcanic or Eldritch um, capacity that has uh, touched her directly has been more through um, manipulation of objects that have been emblazoned with uh, runic capabilities, whether it be her Ring of Protection or her Bandolier of Many Knives. So at this point in time, as your source is neither of those things, you can 
set the tone, sir, as to how your abilities manifest, whether it be as overt or as subtle as you like. Yeah, so um, he's gonna uh, sit down next to the bed. Um, he's gonna pull up a chair and uh, he's just going to look at uh, Mr. Patrick and uh, cross his hands almost like he's in a prayer, but uh, between his legs and uh, close his eyes and sort of tilt his head toward. Mr. Patrick, and <laughs> this is sort of like ripple through the air uh, come out um, from Mickey's sort of whole space. It's not like coming out straight of his head, but it's like just like emanating from him. Is this kind of like the kind of like the ether steam that you'll see from exhaust? Or no, no, like like just... like when. It's like you can see sound waves. Okay. So it's like a like a like a wave like okay. running through the air in Slightly a circle distorting. outward. Yeah. Um, and it's like if you didn't know what to look for, you would just think that like you would think that a building like got collapsed right near you. There's it seems like a big gust of wind or wouldn't but but like sitting there with him. You can see clearly that it's coming from him. And Jules, as you are literally sitting there watching it, I'm not going to have you roll any kind of perception. You are seeing this. Um, okay. Uh, Carl. Um, at this point in time, you can choose to fail, or you can make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. What's happening? Carl, you would feel. You want would me you, to go? Yeah, would I you, would, would I would you call this a gentle knocking, or would you call this? I a, would be saying something to yeah. him. I'd be Perfect. saying, I'd be saying, Carl, Carl. My name is Mickey. Doctor Mickey Johansson. Fail instantly. Um, it's Mickey. We're good. You, the moment you say your name, you feel a connection fully established. Okay. Carl, um... You're sitting in your foyer at the same time. Sweet. It's like I, watching a television almost. I know that uh, you know Mrs. Mrs. Emma. She uh, said that I was going to try to contact you. Because I tried to save her, and that didn't work, did it? So, you could hear what I was saying in the other room. Yes, and what uh, Mr. Armstrong said as well. So, to set the atmospheric picture here, Mickey is sitting in front of Carl, mumbling, mm -hmm. just barely vocal, and he'll pause, and then he'll continue. Mm -hmm. And that's absolute silence, and Carl is not moving. Proceed. Well, I, um, I just, uh, it seems that everybody around you doesn't really know exactly what's going on. Uh, it seems to me that you are in some sort of state uh, caused by the trauma that you have gone through. Uh, 
maybe not just last night, but over the past uh, several months, I'm not sure, but uh, whatever's been happening uh, seems to have made you somewhat catatonic. And um, it seems that, to some extent, uh, you are needed uh, on this plane, as it were, uh, by Miss Walker. She's a bit terrified of uh, the world coming down on her without you there to protect her in the courtroom. Mm. So what I'm trying to ascertain is uh, if there is anything you might know uh, about what happened to you uh, that we might be able to uh, take that information and find a way to help you. With a 21 on medicine, Mm. um, I'm going to diagnose myself okay and how does he do that by me letting him see through me uh it's a bit of that it's a bit of the fact that even though he is not reacting he is medically trained and he knows his body better than anyone he has every sensation except the ability to move um like sleep paralysis exactly which is what he's gonna say um he's, he's gonna say um, at this moment, uh, I am experiencing symptoms of sleep paralysis where I am unable to speak or move. Uh, I am fully aware and uh, feeling, uh, but I'm a prisoner in my own body. Um, as for when these uh, symptoms will subside, We're a bit out in the uh, realm of the unknown here with, uh, well, I, I know you're a member of the order, um, so the, uh, the elder ones, the eldritch beings that exist I don't know the full extent Do you, do you hear that? Yes, I can hear that. What what's what is that sound? It's him. I don't. It's he's, who? He's who probably is, mad that I'm talking to you here. Who are you talking about? I don't know his name yet. It's something creature. He's starting to get more and more drowned out. Um, Mickey you to give me either an arcana check or an insight check. Your okay, let's see. And Carl, um, I want you to give me either a wisdom saving throw or an intelligence saving throw. Let me go wisdom. 21. 21, okay. Mm. Once he gets his... 23. Dang, guys. Rolling hot tonight. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the choice. I always like it when you give me a choice between a couple of different ones. It's a good time. It's always nice. Hold up, no. Carl, as you've been sitting in your foyer, in your sitting room, looking through the fireplace and seeing through your own eyes this 
man looking down over you, communicating with you, and you being able to communicate with him, you didn't notice that the candlelight around you was growing, not dimmer, but somehow darker. And the once warm glow of, this, of these orange and yellow tongues licking up with heat start to take on a aquamarine putrid glow. Highlighting the bags under your eyes, giving the sallow appearance in your cheeks more of a sunken appearance. And Mickey, with that high up, you realize that you're not just looking at him, you're looking beyond him as well. And behind Patrick, in this fold between space that you are able to glimpse now and then, but you do not have the sight. You can always be able to feel it, but seeing's always been slightly beyond your own purview. There is a mammoth figure <clears throat> lurking, swallowing the entirety of the room, the entirety of the manse behind Patrick. And a single tendril of shadow is starting to reach through his physical form, starting to snake its way up the connection towards you. Carl, with that over 20 for the wisdom or the intelligence. You become aware enough. You reach out with your own abilities and you are trying to serve as some sort of stopgap mm -hmm. between the Leviathan and this new potential ally. You've won yourself exactly 30 seconds of communication before either new roles must take place, oh, not 30 minutes, <laughs> 30 seconds of communication, before you either need to re-roll or accept it. Wait, 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 pause, pause for a second. Yeah. The, the name of the manuscript is called? Sussex Manuscript. Sussex, okay, Sussex Manuscript. You also know its true name. I do? The oh, the necro no, Necronomicon, yep, okay. Okay. Go. Take Jules to the Necronomicon. Uh, she needs to find it as quickly as possible. I don't know how long I can hold him off. Uh, he's very, very strong. You don't want to tangle with, with him. All right, I will take her. I, I know uh, an American, uh, his name's Josiah Crane. He, he knows where to find these sorts of... Josiah Crane, stuff. excellent. I, I hope that... Start. I, in, in, start. In time, sorry, uh, I hope in time I'll be able to rejoin you. I, uh, Thursday. Okay. Another save? Or are you cutting communication? I think that uh, because it's dramatic, communication has been cut. Okay. Uh, Carl's barrier weakens and flecks, and you see, for the first time, you truly see inky black ichor wrapped around this soupod tentacle. Um, mauling uh, little pods of suckling darkness reach out through the physical plane. You see this tentacle whip out 
from Carl's unconscious form or subconscious form. Um, give me a dexterity saving throw, uh, Dr. Johansson. Alright. Can I help him? Can I try to pull him away? Um, that is a. Were you sitting next to him or were you on the other side of the bed? I wasn't on the other side of the bed. I, I figured I was slightly behind him. Okay, I'll let you give me the use action. It's a 13. Okay, so you get to roll with advantage because she's giving you the help action. That is a tw- uh, 19. 19. Okay, the DC was 17. So that. Jules uh, grabs you by the back of your trench coat and yanks the chair, clattering backwards, and you roll back just in time as it... No! Before it... Back into Patrick's mouth. Uh, so Jules is panting, holding on to... Mickey's no, she she like grabbed you and pulled you back and then immediately let go of you. And it's like the recoil from physically touching you is so fast and so intentional, like you cannot miss it. That like Oh, that she didn't want to keep her hands on me. Correct. She right. did not want to touch you. Door opens, um uh, Armstrong pops his head in. Um and as she looks and sees this like black tendril like go back into Pat's mouth, like just a single tear falls down her cheek. And she's like, what was that? I was hoping that you might uh, fill me in. (laughs) Is there anything I can assist with? I heard a noise. I saw it once or something like it in a vision, but I don't, I don't know what it is. I hoped you, I hoped you, you know, with the dawn or whatever it is, uh, would maybe know what it is. Oh, well, is it, is it inside him? Is it like possessing him? Um. Uh, I it it seems to me that that there's some sort of uh, some sort of creature in his. Living inside of him, I don't. I've I've never seen such a thing. Parasites are very dangerous. When drinking soiled water, one must be cleansed. I assure you, the best of physicians available will cure him of such illness. As for the magic order of the Golden Dawn, this fraternity of fraternities has resources beyond your understanding. All of which, of course, are available to you. I like you. I'm not so sure if I like him yet. <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. What? Well, well, did you learn anything? Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. Um. Alex, would you mind just waiting outside oh, while I talk? Of course. Of course. Just out of curiosity, what's going through Alex's head? I mean, he's... He definitely heard a noise. He heard a noise. It's a little weird, talking about parasites. Um, Give me a quick history check. Yeah. Ooh, nope, it's five. Five? Okay, your past dealings with the, with the doctor have always been pleasant. He's, he's... He... You would never see anything ill of the various lords and of the various members of the nobility who are part of the Chromatic Order of the Golden yeah. Dawn. 
Uh, but that being said, uh, you do know that your master has always had a bit of a soft spot for the doctor, as he is of more humble means and seems to be a little bit more earnestly devoted to whatever it is that devoted the, to you. Whatever it okay. is that the Golden Dawn. But nothing leaps to your mind of anything untoward. Okay. So, you were about to say, Doctor. Um, so let's see. Um, yeah, I was about to say, um, he's outside now. I was about to say, listen, uh, I think that, um, if, um, Mr. Armstrong is going to be joining us for the rest of the day. We can either uh, continue to keep him in the dark about things and sort of uh, try to be sneaky about all of our actions, or we can um, let him know that we need to go find somewhat of a, an ancient book in order to probably help your friend. Obviously the mention of ancient book tickles all the brain cells. Oh, not that thing. What oh. What thing do you think I'm talking about? The manuscript, right? Uh, I suppose uh, the, the Necronomicon. Do I know that name? Did we yes. say that? Yep. Carl would have shared that information with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, okay. That keeps coming up like a bad pence. Um... <laughs> How many modern sayings can we twist uh, so to Victorian London? <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, is I was just gonna say bad penny, and then I was like, wait, that's, that's not a thing. I guess I would hate penny. Um, okay. That is so funny. Yeah. So a bad pence. How much is um, a bit? Oh, it's about you know twelve and a half cents. Why would that be a thing? What is that from? Oh, no, I remember. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> oh, look, you, if you say bring him in, then what the hey, the more the merrier. Let's just get everyone in here fighting evil. What are we fighting? Evil? I hope it's evil. Uh, well, I, I don't think that, that big, uh, twisty, purple, black thing that was trying to kill me is a, a good guy. Oh, that does remind me. Jules, I need you to give me a sanity check. Oh, I mean, okay. What number am I at? It's a good question. That's awesome. I have to get below it? No, you have to get above it. Well, yes. Below it is good, above it is bad. Hot dog, 52. And you're at? 65. Okay, you succeed. Woo! No um, loss of sanity for you. Oh, goody. Um, but for real, though. Okay, so... Um, Alright. Uh, so we go for the book, I guess. Hopefully you have a lead on that, because I certainly don't. But... Well... Before uh, we do that... Yes. How would you like to help me catch... Oh! <laughs> Open the door. Armstrong! Uh, yes, Miss Walker. C come in, please. <laughs> Meanwhile, Patrick's lying here in the bed. Um, no worries, we're gonna shut the door. Me. I'm gonna look over and see Pat. Wait, wait, no, let's do this in the carriage. <laughs> 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 and we'll go out. I don't want to stress him out. 
Ar Armstrong, who's been in and out of this room a few times, is just like, yes, good exercise. Okay, so when we, get the, when we get to the carriage and we start heading out, is it like... Where are we headed to? Um... Well, we actually, uh, I, I, from what I have discerned, uh, this book is probably not something that we are just going to find at the, uh, at the local library. Right. So the reading so, room, then. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, well... Okay, before that, okay, before that, before the book, before any of that, how would you two like to help me catch a child-killing magical psychopath? Nothing could be more worth my time. Yeah. Um, see, I promised um, Butterfingers, who you met. You haven't met him. Well, maybe you met him. No, you haven't met him. I promised Butterfingers that I would help today him catch this person. And then I'll kind of fill them in on, on the, the shrinking and so, the dolls so and the when whole you Okay, so you're not... You are telling... They're both members of the Order, and if we're going to go fight him and try to take him down, which, I'm not going to lie, having two guys and this guy yeah. with all the muscles, oh, yes. yeah. um, chances seem good. What day is it right now? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm going to warn you that you need your friend to be out of the state that he is in by Thursday. It is not going to happen on its own. And although you have promised the boy... Uh, some help. If we do not get this book, we will not get him out of his state. If we do not go after this perpetrator, then this boy is going to go after him himself. And well, he will not succeed. And if I'm being honest... That boy's life is more important than my trial. All right. Well, we will with greatest speed. So I hope we can do it quickly. Perhaps we can multitask. I don't know. Apparently women are supposed to be great at that. Perhaps we can talk to the boy and explain the situation and possibly see if he'll reorder the, uh, you know, come, come with us first and then do that after. I think he's past that point. All right. Where am I headed? <laughs> Back home. Well, Very good. to my home. Don't Alex, take us to your home. The story... So, uh, yeah, I'll start with you, Alex. Mm -hmm. The story of the String King. Of possessed puppets, of, of carionettes, of soul-swapping between porcelain dolls and human beings... You're not one to think poorly on the imagination of other people. After all, you yourself had a very active imagination growing up. As a child. As a child. I need you to give me an insight check. Very well. Not Carl. Oh. Eight. <laughs> so... You know, this boy is that you're going to go help is clearly, it's either, this is either a, a game of pretend, in which case it's not a great use of your time, but who are you to question, or it's some sort of 
disturbed story that people are telling themselves to justify, but one thing is for certain, you did read about how uh, all those children's mm -hmm. uh, corpses had been found and mutilated in the, in, yes. in, the, in the bottom of the hobby shop, so at least that part of the story clearly has mm -hmm. teeth. So uh, you have no problem bringing a man like that to justice. Of course. But um, dancing dolls, well, that's going to be really entertaining to see how they actually justify that. Alex is actually thinking of uh, Marionette Show and uh, Shadow Puppets that he had uh, seen um, in some of his travels. There are no and, strings on me. And thinking, you know, under the right circumstances, that could be disturbing. Mm -hmm. And as for Miss Jules switching bodies, clearly it was just a, a moment of female hysteria. Obvious. Yeah. And you never know what those those young. Oh, women sorry. No, I didn't tell that part of the story. Oh, well, that's why I asked if you told everything. I was no that then I meant gotcha. the hobby shop and and the, the bodies gotcha. and that kind of thing. Oh. That part of the story. Okay. That's but you intense. talked about the moving dolls? I did talk about the moving dolls. But you didn't talk about the I didn't talk about the body switch. switch. Okay, gotcha. That didn't seem relevant. Okay, gotcha. Cool, 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 cool. It's also kind of a sore point. <laughs> Most definitely, 100%. Uh, as for you, Mickey, um, so in your past research, you have heard about uh, animation of non-organic matter. Um, so this is not, this is not uh, a cult supernatural happenings that's beyond your understanding or even your experience. You just, you're, you yourself have never seen it in action. So okay. you'd be, you're mildly intrigued as to the source of the strength King's power. Okay. Um, so that being said, uh, it takes you another half hour to get back to 17 Shaftesbury. Um, Shaftesbury? Shaftesbury. 17 Shaftesbury Avenue. Yeah. And you get back to the flat, and as the three of you make your way in, you see that Lottie is um, already starting to put out more trays because you have arrived precisely at tea time. Um, Spiker's enjoying a biscuit, and you see Butterfingers is pacing back and forth in the sitting room. And when the three of you enter, he goes, Oh! Jules, I was beginning to think you'd forgot. Oh my God! <laughs> he hears Spike go. Told you. <laughs> Alex Armstrong, at your service. Um, tiny hand. <laughs> Jameson Bailey's Butterfingers. Nice to meet you. Master Bailey's. Butterf my Butterfingers my is fine. Master Butterfingers. It's my pleasure to meet you. Master, and what, what was your name again, sir? Armstrong. That's a bit on the nose. <laughs> well, I decided to live up to my name. Butterfingers is perhaps a name you could rise above. Oh, Give me you, a charisma check with advantage. You'd be a tool if you weren't so, like, pleasant about it. That's a great guy. It's only an eight. Oh, my. Well, you see him kind of swell up a little bit. Not enough to earn a point of inspiration, but well, he, he's definitely, he's emotionally inspired. <laughs> but not physically. But not physically. That's right. Um, oh. um, thank you, sir. Um, uh, he doesn't do that. That was me. Um, everybody knows. Right. I mean, he doesn't. 
So what's the what's the plan? Be careful what you're saying. We're going to Whitechapel, or we? All right. So, what's your name again? Uh, this is Butter. Master Butterfingers. No, you're reading the name. Jameson, Jameson. Is your first name or your last? Jameson Bailey's. Jameson. Which I lad. just realized is two different alcohols. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't do that on Jameson purpose. Jameson lad. Just blood, but yes. I'm not going to call you Butterfingers. I mean, everyone does blood. Yeah, well, I'm not everybody, but I'm. I'm going to call you Jameson, all right? Because I have respect for you, and I think you're doing a good thing. What we're dealing with. There's a situation here uh, between you and Mr. Patrick. And Mr. Patrick. Mr. Patrick has been taken uh, to a safe place where he can be protected. You heard that he was uh, not doing very well he this morning. He was at the angles. Yeah, no, I, I heard. So, there's the deal. We need to get him help. Or... Your other friend here is not going to be able to stay here with us. You're going away too? The trial's on Thursday. If we don't get Mr. Patrick out of the state that he's in by Thursday, your friend here is going back to jail. Not necessarily, but I think it's much more likely that I will be, you know, officially pardoned if he's um, able Well, there to are dire me. consequences regardless. <laughs> the look... Try to manipulate the child! Yeah. <laughs> the look that Jules shoots uh, Dr. Mickey in that moment is slightly warning, if I, would, if I was going to assign an emotion to it. Yeah. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Okay. He definitely didn't know. He just thought she was not a <laughs> He just assumed that... Right, it's, like, it's kind of like a, whoa there, buddy. <laughs> You're making some assumptions here. Not, not much trouble. Um, I, killed a man. I, I killed a man, but... I could potentially still get out of this by myself, but having Pat there would be very helpful. So, um... What can we do to convince you to help us with what we need to do if we help you do what you need to do. We're happy to help you. We're happy to do it as quickly as possible. But I think we're going to need your help as well. Okay. Give me a persuasion. With it's. I'll give you the choice. It's either a high DC or it's the regular DC with disadvantage. Um. We'll do the regular. Oh wait, wait. It's a what? A high DC. So so because because of the because of the fact that Butterfingers doesn't know you and because of the fact that you're trying to. It's a high to DC though. High DC. Go for it. High DC. High DC. Okay. And that is twenty-seven. God. Oh my god. Blessed America. Oh, well, can you that's see. a DC twenty that's blown out of the water. Wow. Jeez, huh? What'd you roll? What do you got? Not you're just rolling hot. It's not on an eighteen, it's an 18 right there. Yeah. Well, plus plus nine. Nine. Listen, I tell you, this is great. You guys are Carl. You know, if you ever get out of the boonies here, you'll you'll have two two hot hot speakers on either end of you here. Um, just give just give Alex some stuff he can do well. Oh, we trust me. That's gonna be coming. <laughs> That's coming. Yeah, it's so coming. So is gonna look to you, and you see him. He's really mulling it over. 
And then he looks at you, Jules. And he goes... Every day he's out there. He either gets further away or kills another one of us. If you... If you're telling me the best way to stop that is to wake up Mr. Patrick. I'll believe you. But the thing is, I am ready to get out there and I'm ready to, to hunt him down. But who's the real detective? And with that, he looks almost longingly at the empty chair by the fire. Carl's chair. I made you a promise, and I will hold up to that promise. But after taking Mr. Patrick in, we've learned some information, and he won't get better without our help. And that does change things a little bit. And I'm not saying we're letting this, this go. I have just as much reason to catch him, right? I'll up on one condition. What's that? Speak off loud. Make me as your apprentice. Make me big like you. Excellent. Go. Are you prepared to get up at four o'clock every morning? Because I'm not going to go for a run with him. his uh, thumb across his nose and he goes there's a reason why I'm the biggest of old Jack Stucks I'm ready for it we begin at once Shut. will you allow us some space we're gonna start moving <laughs> <laughs> your body's like hey 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 do not worry we will place it back exactly as it was we're just gonna move the chairs away I'm gonna show them proper technique for doing push-ups. Okay, and while they're doing that, do like we'll, go, we'll go upstairs. Set of uh, push-ups and Excellent. do all that. And and we'll start strategizing about where to go and find the manuscript, because apparently we need that. All right. So as the camera begins to pull away from 17 Shaftesbury, on the first floor we have a heavily disgruntled housekeeper <laughs> scrambling around the kitchen. Trying to cook up as many eggs as she can under we'll need Major Armstrong's advice. A absolutely behemoth of a man and a not small prepubescent lad going through a series of calisthenics and push-ups and basically putting every CrossFit junkie to shame. And then on the next floor up, in the now seemingly echoingly empty room of Carl Patrick. Jules and Dr. Mickey Johansson, a new ally, pour over the maps of London and begin speaking the name of an American to be located who can help them, Josiah Crane. On the third floor, standing silently at the top of the stairs, observing all in her domain, little cat, 
watches. And gets distracted by a beam of sunlight. <laughs> and goes to crawl into it for now. The day of October the 3rd is ticking by. And in this mid-afternoon time of 3.30 is where we're going to leave off with this episode of Dark Was the Night. Thank you for listening. Hope you had a spooky good time. I know I did. Now, Joe, you're just going <coughs> to have to chime in with us. Just okay? follow along. Just follow along. Okay. okay. I'm Roosevelt. I'm Soren. I'm Joe. And I'm Emily Sue. And, and we're, we're going, going to Disneyland! Disneyland. <laughs>